Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often have a great opportunity on this program to tell the stories of the people of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members and many times other friends of the ministry. We want to be sure to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this upcoming Sunday morning. We'll be featuring a message on John 14, 6. Jesus Christ is the only way. We want to begin today by uh, talking to Pastor Gary Walton about that and some other things. Welcome, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Yeah, we're looking forward to some time in John chapter 14. You know, as I've had the opportunity to talk with people all around the world about Jesus Christ and how a person gets to God, you're hearing this analogy more and more. We call it the mountain analogy. And the mountain analogy pictures uh, God at the peak of the mountain and man sort of down at the base. And it's the picture or the idea that religion is man's effort to move from the base of the mountain to the peak in order to have fellowship and communion with God. And in this analogy, as it's explained by a lot of people, it, they, they try to explain it in this way, that the mountain has many roads, and some go up a direct route from the base to the peak, and some wind around before eventually reaching the top. But uh, the mountain analogy says this, that it doesn't really matter what road you take. I mean, as long as you're sincerely desiring to get to the peak, as long as you're trying then all roads, all religious roads, arrive at the same place. So that's probably familiar to those that are listening today. You may have heard it in different ways, in different forms. It's familiar all around the, uh, the globe. This Sunday, we're going to look at what the Bible says about that, and particularly what John chapter 14 says, and, and how Jesus' words in verse 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we want to talk through that. How does, what's Jesus mean by that? Is there really only one way? And then how does that impact the picture of, you know, so many people around the world that are talking about this mountain and many roads that lead to God? So we'd like to invite people to come and be a part of that discussion and and uh, join in fellowship and worship uh, with our church this Sunday. We'd be happy to ha have anybody that would like to come, and we'll look through this passage in John 14, 6. We'll have a lot of people on campus throughout uh, this week and the upcoming weeks for many events that are taking place. And and I know that uh, this message is key for presenting to all those that are here. Yeah, it really is. We are going to have a lot of people on campus. Uh, we've got graduations for the academy uh, Friday night, um, the uh, Bible College, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, Sunday night, um, then our normal services. And we've got guests here, both uh, friends and family of the Academy graduates. I think there's 53 students graduating from the Academy. And, uh, and then also from our island students, our Bible College. So it's going to be a great weekend. I can't wait. Campus is buzzing already, and it's just going to keep buzzing uh, through the rest of this weekend. But uh, we would love to have some that would like to join us for that Sunday morning service. It's going to be a great time together. And it's nice also to uh, to sort of narrow the focus in the, in the time of a busy week and focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So we're going to talk uh, today uh, to uh, one person who has a, a big role in, in at least one of these graduations we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, Chris. It's great to have Scott Mills with us. Scott is the director of Harvest Baptist Bible College. Uh, you've been in that role how many years now, Scott? Uh, five years now. Okay, yeah. great. And God's using Scott and his wife, Laura, and their ministry in uh, really a unique way around our church and a lot of things. He's on our administrative team, leads the Bible uh, college, and uh, I've been so challenged and encouraged, particularly by both Scott and Laura's discipleship um, burden. And he has a lot of administrative responsibilities, but what I see over and over again is just their care for the students. So, um, Scott, we're glad that you're here, glad that you're part of Harvest and interested a little bit in talking about your background, kind of leading up to how you got here, but maybe we could start back a ways. Um, okay. How did you come to Christ? Uh, what's your spiritual story? Well, I grew up uh, in a church family, church home, uh, and uh, but it was um, uh, a very liberal uh, church, uh, very liberal denomination, and uh, they... Uh, t- Basically taught a social gospel. Uh, we served in soup kitchens and and build houses and things like that. But I never remember once being challenged about my sin or uh, the fact that um, I was an enemy against God or the Bible wasn't opened up hardly at all. I don't ever remember that happening. Uh, and so I went throughout my life um, thinking that I would uh, someday I wanted to serve in some capacity, and that's. What I was taught in that in that type of upbringing, mm-hmm. um, so I thought about the Peace Corps. I, I uh, eventually I um, in college got a degree in social work and a degree in sociology, uh, and also um, took a lot of basically a minor in criminal justice. So it was something that I I wanted to serve uh, humanity, uh, but I didn't uh, didn't know the Lord. Uh, Went to college, uh, went through ROTC, met my wife, Laura, there in college. We got married. She had been saved early on. Um, Where are you guys from? I'm from the, uh, Nebraska, Lincoln, okay. Nebraska. Grew up there. Right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, my wife from Omaha. Okay. And so we went to uh, the University of Nebraska, Kearney, uh, in the middle of the state. And that's where we met. Um, she knew the Lord, but she had backslidden from him and turned away from um uh, really a strong relationship with him. Uh, but we were married um, and then uh, went off, uh, graduated, went off to uh, some military training. I got my um, commission and went through some officer basic uh, course training in Maryland. And at the time, uh, I had had a job. I got a job offer of teaching um, autistic kids in New England. Uh, so uh, I did that for a couple years. But during that time of training, uh, a lot of federal government agencies from D.C. came up. Uh, I was getting my reserve commission. So uh, they wanted um, our security clearances and our experience with the military. And so a lot of uh, agencies came up. And I was hired, uh, took a test and was hired as a federal uh, police officer for the first couple years of my federal service. And then um, after that... Um, the Department of State and um, other agencies uh, um, recruited me. So I took a job with the Department of State and then started my uh, travels all over the world working in embassies for what's called the Regional Affairs Office. And mm. so we um, 
we do a lot of border uh, patrol, helping different countries secure their border and working with uh, anti-terrorism and things like that. So I've had a great career. So during that time, um, our first tour was in um, Germany, in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, and I was stationed at Rhein-Main Air Base where we were doing some work with the military. And uh, we were all about, uh, at the time, chasing... I don't know the golden ring. I guess I would, I would call it right mm-hmm. success and mm-hmm. what it just what the world uh, told us that we should do and and uh, I was highly involved in climbing that that ladder. Drinking had been involved in uh, in our family as far as my grandfather and there were problems there and I felt myself um, really spiraling out of control. I was concentrating on my job. My wife, uh, if as long as I kept money and and the kids were secure, I thought that's all I had to do. So the relationship between my wife and I and the and the family, the children, um, was not very good. And then drinking became a problem when you driving down. I've told this before. When you're driving down the autobahn, there's no speed limit. You're going to work, and instead of uh, coffee in your travel mug, it's it's beer, mm. and you've got you've got a problem. Mm. To make a long story short, my wife uh, was it to the point where she was going to leave. Uh, she calling her dad. How do I? How do I leave? What? Do, how do I get out of this um, relationship? There was no infidelity, nothing like that. It was just a lack of care that I should have as a husband and father. Uh, it kind of peaked when uh, my wife sent my five-year-old daughter Katie uh, into one of the bars. Uh, I spent a lot of time at work, and then after work. You know, I, I spent it at the bar to try to relax after wind a, down. Yeah, after wind down. A tough day, sure. Uh, and that kind of hit me like there's something wrong, mm-hmm. and I didn't know uh, what to do. Uh, and at that point, she was um, wanting to. She, her relationship with the Lord was getting stronger. She re- was reaching back for God and help, and um, so she was at a. Uh, Baptist Church there in Wiesbaden, Germany, and she had a Sunday school ladies Bible study and a Sunday school that were praying for me. Um, I didn't know about it. You know, I felt sorry for Christians, like they they believe those fairy tales, and mm. and I was trying to prove uh, to my wife the Bible wrong. And when you open up the Bible, it's 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 sharp and it cuts. Uh, and so I started to try to prove her wrong, and I got more and more interested in just reading it for what it was. And, Were you uh, reading other books at the same time, or just reading? The I love to read, and yeah. um, and I think that's what she, she knew that, and she used some um, suggestions on a trip that I had to Tunis, Tunisia, and she suggested uh, C.S. Lewis, Mere sure. Christianity, mm-hmm. and there was a book by Chuck Colson called Born Again about um, his time in Watergate and how all that led to 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 his um, believing in Christ. And so I was like, sure, I'll I'll take these and I'll read them. So she suggested that I do that, and it was it's funny because I never took any. I've done a lot of trips. Uh, in Africa, a lot of TDYs throughout the Middle East and other places, and I never brought a Bible with me. Mm. But that time, something now I, you know, it's God, it's the Holy Spirit, um, led me to. I wanted to take a Bible with me to read up more. The things that I read through those books um, helped me see where I was, and that um, that I needed a Savior. And um, by a little bed in a small little hotel room. 
I knelt down and, and asked uh, Christ to save me. I didn't know what it all meant. I wasn't, you know, the drinking didn't stop after that. Things didn't happen. But um, how old were you uh, at that time when your this spiritual birth took place? Thirty-three. This okay. was May of nineteen ninety-six. So I had we had spent ten or eleven years married, and um, and uh, she, you know, biblically shouldn't have been unequally yoked, but the Lord was gracious and. Um, so, so did you see dramatic changes, you know, early on when you became a genuine believer? What, what was that like? You know, um, the first thing that I noticed, uh, there wasn't, you know, lightning bolts, there wasn't God audibly speaking, but my, um, growing up in a, in a, in a kind of a military, not growing up, but in my adult career in kind of the military and government life, there's, there's a, a way that, that men speak to each other. And I mean, my, my, my language was not good. It was very vulgar. And, um, I, right away it, it just stopped and I wasn't really sure why, but I know it didn't glorify the Lord. And, um, and then shortly after I got back, the first thing that I wanted to do uh, is go to her church, the, her, the church that she was attending, and I, I felt a need to get baptized. Hmm. But I had never experienced that in the church that I grew up in. They didn't they they baptized infants, and so there wasn't a public testimony or, or and I really felt I needed to do that. So I walked into that church, and there was a feeling that this is right and this is true. Um, and then right away, my coworkers. Um, said there's something there's yeah. something different about your demeanor and attitude and um so i had a chance then to share with them so i was just talking with a bible study yesterday um about this in fact they were asking questions like so so why is it that sometimes somebody becomes a believer a genuine believer and there's like a real radical change mm. right away it's it's very clear and there's other times somebody becomes a believer and, and there's there's change, but it's sometimes more of a slower process at different levels. And, yeah. and there's a lot to this, but for sure, this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that when, when any man that's in Christ, he's a new creation, old things are passed away, all things are become new. And if we, if we reference it to some other passages in Ezekiel and Hebrews, talks about this, what changes is, uh, is our desires. Yeah. So the so it may not be, I mean, you talked about, you know, there were some habits that continued on, but God begins to change our desires and our wants. I mean, yeah, even for, for the sure. idea for you to go home and want to go to church, I mean, that's a whole different, you know, yeah. it's a whole different deal. And so I think that's helpful for people. And I see it even in your testimony. After that happened, we, we left our tour. That was shortly right, right before we went back to the States, went back to the States for a couple of years, attended a great church. I can't say enough about somebody discipling a young Christian. Wow. There was a man that just, and who, I don't, it had to be the Lord. I don't know why he took an interest in me, but he kind of took me under his wing and, and helped me along. I had so many questions. I didn't, you know, I didn't know um, a lot about um, the Bible itself. I had never really, growing up, opened it up. Um, and so then we left for Bangkok, Thailand, and that was uh, a tour that lasted from 98 to 2002. And then after that tour, um, we came here to Guam. Uh, and then we wanted to put our kids in Christian school. 
Um, and so we did that here at Harvest, and then my wife uh, started to teach art here and get involved in the church, and I became a deacon. And just um, this time in our life was just a really um, big time of spiritual growth mm-hmm. for, uh, for both of us and as a family. About, ni- about 2003, a man uh, uh, named Phil Hunt came through. Yeah, I know Phil. Did a did a, uh, a missions conference, and we were feeling that the Lord was leading us into something we didn't know what it was. Some time of some type of full time ministry. During one of those uh, sessions, there was an invitation, and she didn't kick my shin. <laughs> uh, she didn't grab my hand and pull me up, but we both felt at the same time the need to go forward. And so we kind of both at the same time stood up and walked down. And we didn't know what we were really surrendering to other than, Lord, we're here. Use us for whatever you want. We want to, and that was, you know, I wasn't eligible to retire from federal service for another about 10 years. So we just started down the path. Uh, Pastor Heron, who was here at the time, encouraged me to start some train or some some master's level work and get my master's in ministry so i started that then um at the time too it was funny we we saw uh, a, an older couple uh that were involved with hbbc or it was hbbi at at the time and we were really intrigued by them being campus parents for for the for the students and we loved their singing and we were just really drawn to them god putting them on on our hearts uh, and we thought, wow, that would be something really uh, awesome to do someday. Through the last nine or ten years in, in my career, through Afghanistan and, and Jordan and a small ordinance base in North Carolina, he kept um, putting on my heart that we should continue to think about coming back. And so we stayed in touch with Pastor Heron and asked him, you know, uh, if I retired at 50, which is the earliest I could retire with full benefits. Would you have something for We just want to come and be involved in the ministry. 2012, Mm -hmm. I retired. Uh, 2013, we came here and just started to dive into HBBC in the ministry. So I love stories like this, Scott. It's uh, it's an indication of how God works in our lives in different ways at different times. It's not the same. There's not some cookie cutter process that happens for different believers. Um, and even in his calling on our lives to type of full-time ministry, I mean, some might think, boy, if I'm going to do something like that, it's got to happen when I'm young. And that's, um, that's not true at all. It oh, can happen at, right. at any stage of life. God can call us. And, and actually, in your case, I mean, it's so obvious in the ways that God has equipped you over the years by your training, by your experience, by your spiritual walk to be, you know, really exactly formed for the ministry here and the leadership of HBBC. I've I've just been very challenged and encouraged mm-hmm. um, by that. Let's talk just for a minute about uh, about the Bible College. We've talked about mm-hmm. that before, so it won't be new for people, but your responsibilities are as a director, and maybe you could explain sort of your burden for the college. We have uh, about 60 students, and tell us a little bit about that. Uh, 64 right now, okay. students. Um, the, the burden started with Pastor Lewis back in 1980 when he asked people to start praying about it, and then it evolved after that into... Um, mostly military and members of the church that were involved in taking classes. And then that turned in later on, I think about nine, uh, 1990, 
when it really the the direction of the of the Bible College changed to focus on the Micronesian islands and those students training them to be um, ministers uh, to go back to to spread the gospel of their islands. Uh, that's when it changed, and really we haven't. Over the over the years, and it hasn't changed since I've been here for five years. That's our burden. We yeah. really, truly, the philosophy is to train up young men and women to go back and work in their local church and spread the gospel. So that that's my burden to that they would get trained to be able to assist pastors, missionaries, and even start their own ministries as well. That burden started my heart though 2002 when we first saw that happening mm-hmm. here uh, on Guam. Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited about uh, the uh, graduating class this year as well. They seem to be um, really focused and burdened um, for doing that. Well, we have uh, is it twelve graduates? We have twelve. Uh, there's ten that will get their um, bachelor uh, bachelor of arts degree. Um, some in education, some in pastoral studies, and then we have two this year. It'll be our final year of offering um, a, an associate degree in in Christian leadership. So, so these 12 students will receive their degrees this Sunday night. Graduation uh, here on campus is going to be um, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Tell me a little bit about what you're going to be thinking. You're sitting there Sunday night, five years. So you started your your leadership role here along with these freshmen. Yeah, in some ways I'm graduating as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you're watching these students come across that yeah. platform, receive these degrees. What's that mean? Uh, it, it really means a lot. Uh, it really means a lot. These these students, they're a very special class. They um, seem to gel uh, as a group, and I think it's one of the um, not not downplaying any of the other graduates, sure. but this class seems to really have a burden for um, planning for the future. Somehow, they as a group from different islands, Ponape and Palau, and and different places. Uh, to partner together to, to help reach Micronesia um, and not just go back to their own islands. So as I, as I saw them start out and now I'm finishing with them after this five years, um, I'm starting to see the Lord, I think, move in the hearts of the students and as well as the administration and, 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 and harvest itself into maybe um, broadening out our, our reach um, and and not just going back to their own village or their own but uh, or their own church, but making that something broader and a missions type focus. So, well, it is and would be a demonstration of the maturing of the church, God's church mm. in these islands. Um, in that, not only are these churches becoming healthy, but then they're beginning to send out. Uh, to other places, yeah, and amen. what a blessing for Harvest to feel like we have a little part in that, and that work that God's doing among those local churches on the islands, but um, but we we have a part in it, and, and it's a significant part in some situations, so it's been great. Yeah, uh, Scott, thanks for to you and Laura both for your sacrificial service, your sure. burden for these students. Um, I'm sure it will be rewarding uh, this Sunday night, and oh yeah, I'm sure and, too. And, uh, and we think about the graduation classes to come of what God's going to do with these students across this whole region. Uh, Pretty exciting ministry. So thanks, Scott. Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Pastor. 
And thank you for listening to this edition of Harvest Time. Of course, we'd like to personally invite you to services at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We begin Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. If you're not sure where to go, stop at our kiosk, which is in front of the auditorium. You can get directions to classes or children's ministries. And make sure you join us at 10.30 a.m. We'll be talking about that verse in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus Christ is the only way. If you need more information, go to hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.